Scripture says this in Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 27. Just as man is destined to die once. Everybody shout once. To die once and after that to face judgment. Listen to me. Death is inevitable. We will all die if Jesus waits to come back for his church another hundred, another 150 years, you and I will not be living on this earth like we're living today. It, it, it will not be. We will die. We are all destined to die. And friends, after death, there are only two places we will spend eternity. Either we'll spend eternity forever in God's presence or we will spend eternity forever away from God's presence in heaven or in hell. And I don't want anyone, I don't want anyone to spend eternity separated from a loving God. And today, you know this as well as I do, there are millions of people who are trying to figure out the right path to get to heaven. And friends, hear me, the way to heaven is not complicated. You can get there from wherever you may be in life. And what I want to do today is I want to give you two steps to heaven. Two steps to heaven. Number one is this. Turn away from sin. Turn away from sin. There were two brothers who lived wretched, scandalous lives. And when one of them suddenly died, the surviving brother went to the minister and asked if he would preach his brother's funeral. He said to the minister, I just have one request that you refer to my brother as a saint. The minister said he would do his best to accommodate his wishes. The funeral came and the minister was talking about the dead man's life. And he said, I want you to know that this man was a swindler. He was a liar. He was a cheater and a thief. But compared to his brother, he was a saint. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, I don't want you and I to get to the end of our lives and people have to lie <laughs> about us and lie about our life and lie about our influence. And the wonderful thing is this, as long as there is breath in our body and blood running warm through our veins, we can turn away from sin. Today, you can make that choice to turn away from sin. The, the Bible says it like this in Acts chapter 3 and verse number 19. Repent. Everybody say repent. Repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out and that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. Repent, the Bible says. Before you turn to God, the Bible says repent then. Repent comes first. And for many people, repentance has carried a negative connotation. For, for some of you today, when you think about the word repent, you think about the street preacher. And he's out there preaching and he's screaming at you. You better repent, turn, for the kingdom of heaven is near. His veins are popping out. And you think about the street. For some of you, you think about the pastor. And the pastor's in the pulpit and he's mad. He's mean and he's angry. And he's saying, you better turn a bird. Repent. And that's some of you, your view of repent. And please hear me, repent is not a bad thing. Repentance is a very positive thing. Repentance simply means 
to do a U-turn. You, you see the time? It means just do a U-turn. It, it, it means to stop and go the other way. Literally, stop and go the other way. It's a positive thing. True story. On January the 1st, 1929, the University of California was playing a football game against Georgia Tech University in the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, California. Midway through the second quarter, the ball was fumbled. The center of of the team of California picked up the fumble. His name was Regals. He picked up the fumble, and when he picked up the fumble, he got confused. He picked up the fumble, and and, 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 and he simply just got discombobulated, and, and, and he began to go the other way. He was going the wrong way, and, and Regals, he was running as hard as he could. I mean, Regals was running that football, and, and he thinks he's going to go score a touchdown, but he's going the wrong way. And, and, and true story, 1929, the quarterback for the team, Benny Loma, he begins to chase down Regals. He's running after Regals, who's going the wrong way in the Rose Bowl, and he's screaming at him, Stop! You're going the wrong way! Stop! Turn around! Stop! And, of course, Regals being a quarterback chasing after the big center, he catches up to Regals right at the three-yard line. He grabs a hold of him, and he's trying to turn him around. But before he could get him all the way turned around, the Georgia Tech team had caught up, and they tackled, they tackled Regals at the one-yard line. I wish Oklahoma would have tackled somebody last night, but that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a whole other message. I better get my body focused back on Jesus today. Amen. Let me, let me get focused back. Regals thought he was going the right way and was running the ball the wrong way. Can I tell you something about the game of life? In the game of life, we all run the wrong way. In the game of life, we all pick up the, the ball in life, and we all run the wrong way. The Bible calls it sin. The Bible calls it falling short of the glory of God. And all of us run the wrong way. At time in our life, we were running the wrong way. And some of you here today, you are running the wrong way. You've got the ball of life and somehow it just happens in life. We get confused. We get off track. We get discombobulated and we got the ball of life and yet we're running the wrong way. And today I'm Benny Lomb. I'm the quarterback. And I'm simply saying, stop! <laughs> It's not a bad thing. I'm just letting you know if you continue to run that way, you won't score a touchdown in life. If you continue to run that way, you won't get to enjoy the presence and the blessings of God. If you continue to run that way, you won't spend eternity in God's presence. It's not a negative thing. You're simply like all of us. We've all ran the wrong way. And I'm simply saying, stop! Turn around. There's a way that leads to life. There's a way that leads to light. There's a way that leads to peace. There's a way that leads to joy. But that way will not get you there. Stop. Turn around. Repent. It's a positive thing. There's a, a second step to heaven. A, a second step to heaven that I want to cover with you today. Number two is this. Turn to Jesus. Turn to Jesus. Friends, please understand that Jesus is the only way to heaven. I'm going to say that again. Jesus is the only way to heaven. When Jesus walked on planet earth, 
100% man, 100% God. He was known for saying shocking statements. Jesus said things like this. You got to lose your life to save it. (laughs) He said things like, the first will be last. The meek will inherit the earth. I mean, Jesus said crazy stuff like, rejoice in persecution. Pray for your enemies. He said it's better to, to give than receive. Jesus said things like this. I mean, just shocking things like, when somebody slaps you, turn the other cheek. But by far the most outrageous and politically incorrect statement he ever said was found in John chapter 14 and verse number 6. Jesus said these words in John 14 verse 6. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one, please catch that, no one comes to the Father except through me. I mean, you're talking about a bold Statement, the only way to God the Father, the only way to heaven is through me. Jesus says, I am the way. No need to look around anymore. I'm the way. I'm the truth. I'm the life. The only way to heaven is through me. Timothy echoes the same words as he is inspired by the Holy Spirit and writes in First Timothy chapter 2 and verse number 5, For there is only one God and one mediator or, or one bridge, only one person who can bridge the gap. You've got God here, you've got humanity here, and they're disconnected from one another. And, and, and the Bible says in Timothy, there's only one mediator, there's only one who can bridge the gap to God and bridge the gap to man and, and build that bridge. And the Bible says, who can reconcile God and humanity and bring them together. And that person is the man Christ Jesus, please notice what the scripture says. There's only one mediator. There's only one bridge. There's only one person who can reconcile God and humanity. There's only one way to heaven. There's only one way to be right with God, and that's through Christ. The Bible says in 1 John, John, as he is inspired by the Holy Spirit, echoes these same words in 1 John chapter 5, verse 11 through 12. And he says, and this is the testimony. God has given us eternal life. And this life is in his Son. This life is in his Son. Verse 12, he who has the Son has life. Notice this, he who does not have the Son of God does not have Life, please notice that it's talking about eternal life. He who has the Son, the Scripture says, has life. But he who does not have the Son does not have life. Jesus is the only way to heaven. He's the only way to be right with God the Father. Acts chapter 4 and verse number 12. The Scripture says this, Salvation is found in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given to men by which, by, by which we must be saved. And if you study that scripture out, the verses before and after, there's only one name it's talking about, the name of Jesus. Salvation is found in no other name except the name of Jesus. You know what? Some people think that Jesus and others who say that Jesus is the only way to heaven, they think people who say that are narrow-minded, <laughs> they, they think they're arrogant, and you know what? Some people, when they hear, hear this, they hear Jesus is the only way, and perhaps maybe some of you feel this way today. You hear me talking about this. You hear what Jesus says. You hear what the Scriptures say. And some people get mad. They, they just get upset that somebody would say Jesus is the only way. And for some people, literally, 
this point here, this thing about Jesus being the only way, is a stumbling block for faith to them. It's just a stumbling block. But friends, hear me. I want you to hear what I have to say, and I want you to hear the heart of God. Jesus didn't say that he was the only way to the Father. He didn't say he was the only way to heaven because he was arrogant. He was the furthest thing from arrogant. He didn't say he was the only way to heaven because he was narrow-minded. Because Jesus is not narrow-minded. He said it because it's true. He said it in a very humble, loving way. It's just true. I am the way to the Father. I'm the way to heaven. Please hear me. You see, Jesus' greatest desire, his greatest passion is that every human being would have a relationship with God. His greatest passion, Jesus said it because his motivation, his desire, his passion that is that every human being would spend all of eternity in God's presence. And he says, you're looking and you're searching and I've arrived on earth and I want you to know what you're looking for. I'm the way. I'm the truth. I'm the life. It would be like if you were in a building and the building was on fire. And there was smoke all around everywhere, but you didn't know it. You were in the in a room with some other folks, and you had no idea the building was on fire. And all of a sudden, a, a fireman opened up the door. and said, there's a fire in this building. There's a fire. If you don't get out, you're going to die. you got to get out of this building. And he says, listen, I just got in here, and I know the way out. I just got inside this room. I, there's only one way out. Every other way is filled with smoke. It's filled with fire. I'm the way out. you got to follow me. I want you to live. I want you to have life. Now, you can sit back and say, he's arrogant. <laughs> he's arrogant. Narrow-minded. Uh, <laughs> thinks he knows the only one way out. Some would say, well, I don't really believe there's a fire. Well, I'm just telling you, the fireman said there's a fire. Well, I don't know there's a fire. I don't know there's a fire when I'm getting burned. Well, that, that wouldn't be the smartest response. There would be some that would say, you know what? I believe there's a fire, and I believe there's a way out, but I believe there's more than one way. And instead of following the fireman out, they choose their own path. But that path doesn't lead to safety. It doesn't lead to life. And Jesus is the fireman. And there's fire, there, there's sin. And Jesus simply says this, there's a fire, I'm the way out. I, I, there, there's sin, there's, there's sin problem. Humanity is disconnected from God. And I'm the way, I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. Follow me, I'll lead you out of fire. I'll lead you into safety. I'll lead you out of danger. I'll lead you in the peace. I am the way. And that's simply what Jesus says, with humility, with compassion, with a love for humanity. He says, I'm the way, I'm the truth, and I'm the life. There's no other way to the Father except through me. There's a second thing that I want you to notice under turn to Jesus. Not only is Jesus the only way to heaven, but understand this, all religions aren't the same. All religions aren't the same. And I'm going to do a series on this sometime. I don't have time to unpack it all today. I want to just bring a few things to your attention very quickly. There are some people, and perhaps you may be one of those people, who say religions are all the same. 
They, they, they say if you strip them all down to their essentials, all religions fundamentally teach the same thing. So it really doesn't matter which one you follow. In, in other words, in other words, what some people believe is that all spiritual paths lead to God. I'll just take whatever path you want, as long as you're seeking some kind of spiritual, some kind of spirituality, all roads lead to God. It's like a mountain. You just take up, up, up go up, climb a mountain, no matter how you climb it up, the, 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 the mountain, no matter what side you climb up, all of them lead to the top of the mountain. And that's some people's view of, of faith and, and God, is that all roads lead to God. And friends, hear me, hear me today. If the path of God is through Jesus Christ... And I firmly believe that it is. Then Christianity cannot be reconciled with any other religion. You see, the uniqueness of Christianity is rooted in the uniqueness of Jesus himself. God sent his one and only son, Jesus Christ, to die for the sins of the world. And there is no other religion in all of the world that can compare to Jesus Christ, the son of God, born through a virgin Mary, who lived a perfect and sinless life, who died on the cross of Calvary, his death, his burial, and then what separates him from every other person who ever has lived on the planet Earth is that he got up on the third day with, with all power in his hands. And it's recorded in history that over 500 people saw him walking on Earth after he died. There's no other religion that can compare. They're not the same. All roads don't lead to God the Father. Jesus paid the price, and it's Christianity is unique because of Jesus Christ and who he is. And friends, Christianity is also unique in the faith systems of the world because it is not based on rules or regulations. If you study out every other religion, and once again, don't have time to do that today, and we will take some time to do that in another series. Other religions say you have to meet certain requirements. And then after you meet certain requirements, God will be obligated to accept you into heaven. They say things like, if you give enough alms to the poor, then you'll get to heaven. If you say daily prayers in the right way, in the right direction, then you'll get to heaven. If you make a pilgrimage to a holy city, then you'll get to heaven. If you eat the right food, if you go through a series of reincarnations, if, if your good karma outweighs your bad karma, or, or whatever else you might try to do to earn God's favor, then you will be saved. And the difference between other religions and Christianity is Christianity is not about earning the right to go to heaven because, friends, it cannot be earned. The Bible tells us that no one is righteous. And I don't think it takes a rocket scientist to understand, ain't none of us righteous. Um, my little five-year-old boy knows that. Amen. None of us are righteous. We, we've all messed up. We've all sinned. We've all fallen short. We've all blown it. And friends, this means that none of us are good enough to get into heaven. And Christianity is based on a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Because, hear me, because Jesus Christ has done everything that's already needed for us to get to heaven. You see, religions, religions are spelled do. Write that in your notes. Religions are spelled do. Christianity is spelled done. It's spelled done. There's nothing you can do. Christianity is spelled done. Let me read the scripture to you one more time in Acts chapter 4 and verse number 12. Salvation is found in no one else. 
No works, no good karma, not enough good prayers, not enough good deeds, not enough going to the holy city. There's no other way for, for salvation. There's no, no one else, for there is no other name under heaven. Not a Herbert, not Billy Bob, not Samantha, not Muhammad, not Buddha. No other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved except for Jesus Christ. And friends, can I tell you, you and I, we can't work our way into heaven. We can never be good enough. We can never pray enough. We can never do enough good deeds. We can never be kind enough. We can never get, give enough to the poor. Because listen, we're all sinners. We've all blown it. We all have messed up. And that's why Jesus Christ came as a substitute. And Jesus Christ realized we couldn't save ourselves. We couldn't clean ourselves up. And he was a perfect lamb, never messed up, never sinned. And Jesus Christ took our place on the cross of Calvary. And Jesus Christ, the sins of the world hung on his shoulders. And he hung. And he bled. And he died. And he paid the price for our sins. And all you and I have to do is do a U-turn and turn away from sin and turn to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I give you my life. I confess you as my Lord. I give you my heart. I'm going to live for you the rest of my days. You see, the truth of the matter is this. We're all going to die. And my hope and my prayer is that you'll turn your life to Jesus and you'll spend eternity in God's presence.